Welcome to the Love Yourself Naked podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Glubish, and I've been working with women for over two years to help them ditch the diet mentality, find food freedom, and gain a body confidence that they never knew was possible. There is so much information out there about how to eat, how to exercise, and how to live a healthy lifestyle. My goal on the show is to help answer all your questions and provide you the tools you need to live in peace with food and love your body. So if you are ready to discover what it's like to live a life without obsession, you are in the right place. Now let's get to the show. This episode is being recorded in the midst of a crazy wildfire in West Kelowna. We actually, or West Kelowna has declared a state of emergency, um, and Richard and I are actually going to evacuate right after I'm done recording this episode. So it's a wild time over here, but I'm still coming at you with this episode. Honestly, if anything, this is keeping me from thinking about the fire and everything that's going on. So thank you for being here and listening to this and holding me accountable and helping me show up for this and take my mind off of the fire. Okay. Now let's get into the episode. So a couple days ago, I posted a little reintroduction on Instagram and Facebook and just gave a very brief like, hey, I'm Chels. Um, I work as a food freedom slash intuitive eating nutrition coach. And now some of you, if you've been around since the dawn of time and the dawn of my coaching company, know that I actually dun, 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 used to be a weight loss coach. That's right. I'm honestly quite embarrassed to admit that, but it is the cold, hard truth. And that's what I want to talk about today as the title of the episode suggests. So I'm going to share more about my journey over the last three years in transitioning from weight loss, working as both a personal trainer and nutritionist to now working as an anti-diet food freedom nutritionist. To kick this off, I'm going to start by taking us all the way back to 2016. A lot of you know about my eating disorder history. I did share in my post that my past is a big part of my why and a big reason why I made the shift in my profession. But back in 2016, I actually had another big life transition when I decided that I wanted to switch my degree from biological sciences to nutrition. When I first started university in 2013, I'm really dating myself here. I was dead set on becoming a doctor. Actually, I was dead set on becoming a brain surgeon since I was in junior high school. So that was kind of the vision that I had for my life. That was what I had set my sights on. One of the reasons that I decided to switch my major is because I had a really shitty recovery experience in the eating disorder clinic when I was living in Edmonton. So this was back when I was 15 years old. The dietitian in particular, I really felt just didn't understand nor want to understand what I was going through as a 15 year old girl who was already feeling very insecure and confused. And this whole experience just made me feel even more ashamed. I think I actually shared more about this in episode one, so I won't go into too many details. If you want to know more about this experience, I'll just send you back to that episode. But basically my prescription for wellness from this dietitian was to follow the Canada food guide, which when you are in recovery from an eating disorder or even disordered eating and trying to establish a healthier relationship with food, or honestly, if you are just any human in general, being told to follow the Canada food guide can feel very overwhelming and even restrictive. It also just felt like another food rule. So for me at the time, even though I knew it wasn't helping, I just did what she told me so I could get out of there. Although I definitely lied about a lot of what I was doing. And even after I was given the go ahead to be discharged, I was struggling. I fully admit to cheating the system. 
I also think that's just a testament to the gaps in the system itself. All that said, I think a big part of the reason that I decided to switch into nutrition sciences is because I was still searching for recovery myself. Years later, I was still struggling with just disordered eating and very much living in secrecy and shame. So I think a big part of me thought that if I was better equipped to help other people, I could of course better help myself. And also I wanted to give other girls and women a different experience than I had in that clinic. I wanted them to actually feel seen and heard and validated in their struggles and to have support throughout their recovery journey. Now, as I progressed through the nutrition program at the U of A, I started to realize that it wasn't the dietitian that I saw in the eating disorder clinic who was the problem, it was the system. All of my education was provided from a weight-centric model, which basically means that weight equals health. And as professionals, that is the filter through which we provide care, which would be why it is very difficult to find doctors who are weight neutral, though they do exist. And because my education taught me that weight equals health, you can imagine that my food fears, body dysmorphia, and disordered eating behaviors were just exacerbated. They were. And I also started to feel super discouraged about ever being able to have the impact that I wanted to, because if I was to work in a public healthcare facility, I would have to practice how I was taught, which was totally out of alignment with what my vision was for that career. So I ended up deciding not to pursue the dietetic inter internship and actually took a year off from school because at that point I was just feeling super frustrated and disheartened and honestly was burnt out from six years in school because I did three years in biological sciences and then three in nutrition. I then discovered the world of entrepreneurship and online coaching. And I'm going to skip kind of all of the in-between and how that came about, but when I discovered this, I thought that this was it. I found what I was looking for. This would give me a way to reach more people and to educate them and help them in the way that I wanted to, not the way that the weight centric system was telling me to. So I got my personal training certification and I began coaching. Now for me, when I started, actually before I started, I knew what my vision was, which was to help women have a better relationship with food and their bodies. But then I hired a business coach. And this was my first mistake because the business coach I hired while an amazing coach was himself a bodybuilder and someone who worked pretty specifically with coaches who were looking to get their clients physical results, which is the total opposite of intuitive eating and not at all where the focus should be when you are trying to heal your relationship with food. Those things don't go hand in hand. And I know that it, it can feel confusing because we think that when we get to X place, when we achieve you know, a certain weight loss goal, or once we are strict enough with our diet, then we will have a healthy relationship with food. Once we, you know, are able to eat enough fruits and vegetables or have enough willpower or get into enough of a routine, then we will feel better about having ice cream after dinner, things like that. Right. Anyways, he was very much about marketing for what people want so that you can give them what they need. So I did, I marketed for weight loss, thinking that I could still somehow deliver that in a sustainable way, while also helping women ditch diet culture and heal their relationships with food and improve their body image. And I was fully bought in. I posted physique photos all the time. My body was my business card. I posted client physique transformation photos. I talked about lower calorie foods to swap, different quote unquote healthier food alternatives. I had clients weigh themselves. And just saying this out loud, honestly, is so disgusting now. And it makes me feel still very embarrassed. And I'm so incredibly apologetic to all of those women, because even though I know I had a positive impact in a lot of their lives, you know, I still have relationships with many of them today. And I know that they take a lot of the tools that I provided them that were 
coming from a weight neutral place and an intuitive eating place, even though I didn't really know it at the time or it wasn't presented in that way, you know, that that just wasn't how I wanted to go about it, coming at it from a weight loss standpoint. But truthfully, I felt very trapped. And even though I knew that it felt out of alignment to be coaching in this space, I think I had this fear of changing paths because of a couple different things. Imposter syndrome was a big one. Like, how can you just go from helping women lose weight, you know, whether you're coming at it from a health conscious perspective or not, to being all about food freedom and intuitive eating and embracing health at every size, like just a total 180. I felt immense imposter syndrome there. However, I also know that three years ago, I wasn't ready to be in this space practicing as an intuitive eating nutritionist because I still had food rules. I still placed worth in my appearance and I still had self-work to do. I think that this whole experience for me is very much like the experience of transitioning from dieting to intuitive eating. Sometimes it can feel like, well, what's the point? I've already wasted all this time. Why bother changing now? It can feel like you've been misled by diet culture. For me, I just felt like I had misled myself. I hired a business coach who misled me. And while it would have been easy to just continue down that path that was profitable and that did allow me to have some degree of impact, I knew that it would never be the one I truly wanted to have. Also, at the time when I started my company three years ago, I actually didn't even know about intuitive eating. I think I knew about some of the principles or I could articulate some of the principles, but I hadn't really ever been able to place a term on it or have a term to define it, if that makes sense. I also had really never heard the term food freedom. It really was just by happenstance, I suppose, that scrolling through social media one day, I came across something and I liked it. I probably saved it. And then of course the algorithm sent me more similar content about food freedom. And eventually about this time last year, actually, I found myself going down the rabbit hole reading and researching and studying everything I could find about intuitive eating. And I'm actually exploring becoming an intuitive eating counselor, which is super exciting. More on that to come in the future. But the more knowledge that I gained about intuitive eating, both through my own research and my own therapy, the more I felt aligned with it and the more guilt I felt for being in the weight loss industry. It actually got to a point last year, you guys, where I would probably say that I was depressed. I couldn't get out of bed. I would literally just sleep all day. Granted, I was also in Ironman prep, so I was just exhausted in general, but I would maybe work two hours a day, just kind of keeping up with my already active clients, and I hated it. And I think the depression, if that's what it was, was also a form of self-sabotage. I didn't know how to escape what felt like a trap. This monster of a business that I created that I knew was not helping people in the way that they needed. Because what we know about dieting is that the number one predictor of weight gain is dieting. We also know that weight, the fear of weight gain, the desire to lose it, the feelings of pride and accomplishment that accompany losing it, and the feelings of failure that accompany gaining it are all made up societal beliefs that are passed down generationally. They are core beliefs that are planted by situations like our moms talking about how many calories they had for lunch, or a kid on the playground not choosing to play with us because of our body size, or someone in a movie who was portrayed as more successful and happier when they were following a certain diet or when they looked a certain way. It's in the small comments people make about justifying what they're eating because they haven't eaten all day. You know, oh, I I can order this meal because I haven't eaten anything yet today. Or I can get this really sugary, calorie-dense drink from Starbucks because I'm not going to eat again until dinner. 
it's implanted in the way that people talk about how they would never eat something so unhealthy, or they don't keep those foods in their house, or how they've been so good this week because they haven't eaten chips. It's all of those beliefs that never actually belong to you. But with enough exposure to them, you begin to believe that they're true. I know how difficult this realization can be. And hearing me talk about this might feel a little bit like friction, like it might feel hard to hear that dieting isn't the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that it's made out to be. Because then what? If that's what you've known for so long, okay, great. If I'm telling you that it's not all it's cracked up to be, well, then what? I also think that it elicits those same feelings of embarrassment that I've experienced. Feeling embarrassed that you've treated your body in a not very nice way, that you've deprived it, judged it, restricted it, But I hope that if you take anything from this episode, it's that you don't need to be ashamed. And I hope you can find compassion for yourself, knowing that we all do the best we can with what we know at the time. And then once we know better or different, we are responsible for choosing different, which means that you can change your beliefs. Just because you've been following a keto diet for the last two months doesn't mean you are trapped there. You don't have to be married to my fitness pal or measure every morsel of food that goes into your mouth. Just like I did not have to stay in the weight loss industry, knowing that it was not serving my vision or in alignment with my values. I've had so much fear through this process of change. I already mentioned I had the fear of imposter syndrome. I've had the fear about what my followers would think. With my previous niche, weight loss, I had built up a following of 5,000 plus on Instagram and 30,000 on TikTok. So of course I had thoughts of what are they going to think? And I had so much fear about this episode, about being vulnerable sharing that I did not always conduct myself in a way that I'm proud of. And it's okay if you have those same fears. The last thing I would ever want you to feel is judgment for your journey, because I guarantee you give yourself enough of that. I know I have, but know that if you are feeling the discomfort of saying, okay, I've been dieting for a long time and I'm learning that there's a different way to do things. You can explore those options. And I think that you should. I think if you resonate with this, you owe it to yourself to step through that fear and pursue something that is not going to be harmful to your body. The last thing that I think I want to talk about in this episode is values. And this is actually something I talk about in my food and body freedom course in the very first week, because I think it's something that is a super helpful lens to make your decisions through. And it's something that really helped me when I was at that crossroad between weight loss and intuitive eating. So when I think about my values, the biggest ones that came up were connection, I so, so, so value connection to myself, to others, to nature, just connection in general. Dieting is all about disconnecting from your body. It creates disconnect from each other as well because it places judgment on those who aren't following the rules and it makes them seem less than. And then we place weight loss on a pedestal and we perpetuate the segregation that is a quote unquote normal weight versus quote unquote overweight. There is that dichotomy. Intuitive eating, however, is all about connecting with your body. So for me, that was easy. That was aligned. I also value freedom. There is no freedom in dieting, none. As much as we might want to convince ourselves that I can eat whatever I want, as long as it fits within my calorie goal, as long as it fits, dictates that that is not freedom. You are governed by food rules telling you what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, and those rules determine how good or bad you're doing at life. That is prison. That is not freedom. Intuitive eating, on the other hand, is all about freedom. It's in the name. It's about making all foods fit, rejecting the diet mentality, and practicing gentle nutrition, which means eating in a way that is both nourishing and satisfying. So again, easy choice there for me. Lastly, I value education. And the thing about weight loss is that all research points south. 
None of what we have about weight loss shows anything sustainable. It shows us that within two to five years, all of the weight is gained back plus more. It also shows us the negative relationship between intentional weight loss and body image and how intentional weight loss pursuits exacerbate disordered eating behaviors. And for me, none of that is in alignment at all. And with those values, I've come up with my company mission statement, the new one, the company that embodies food freedom, which just breathes so much life into me. And I feel this mission statement in my soul every time I read it, which is also how I know that this is what I'm meant to be doing. And so just for fun, I'm going to share it with you guys. It goes, we inspire mothers, daughters, and women of all ages to embrace food freedom and create generational body confidence. And my vision is to educate and empower women to live in peace with food and feel at home in their bodies. The number of women who share how at war they feel with their bodies, restricting, trying different diets, failing at those diets and feeling like a failure, sacrificing their life experiences because of their body size or shape, it just breaks my heart. And we cannot continue living like this. So my mission is to end that, all of that bullshit with our generation, which I of course cannot do alone. So I would also encourage you to think about your values here. And if you're still dancing around diet culture, ask yourself if that lifestyle aligns with your values. Ask yourself if you would talk to your daughters or best friends the way that you talk to yourself. Would you impose the same food rules you have and the same eating behaviors on your kids or your friends or your loved ones? Does controlling everything you put into your mouth and being at war with your body align with your values? And if not, then lady, join me on the food freedom journey. What I'll tell you is the biggest difference about food freedom is that unlike dieting, it gets easier over time. You know how when you think back to the first diet you did and it was a piece of cake and it worked like a charm and it was so easy and over time you feel like your body just doesn't respond the same and it's harder to have willpower and be as disciplined? Yeah, well, intuitive eating is the exact opposite. In the beginning, admittedly, letting go of food rules is hard, but it gets easier and it provides you so much more freedom. I've seen it in myself and in the clients that I work with. I've seen them go from being able, sorry, from not being able to keep quote unquote crap food in the house to forgetting that it's even there. I had a client tell me last week that she bought a box of ice cream sandwiches and they've been in the house for weeks now without her eating the whole box. And she actually forgot that they were even there. I've had clients tell me that they have so much more energy. They feel like better mamas and role models because they're actually taking care of themselves that they feel confident on the beach and don't have to skip out on fun experiences like that anymore, that they're able to enjoy outings without feeling out of control because they don't know how many calories are in everything that they're eating or feeling the need to make up for what they've eaten the next day by over-exercising or restricting their food. And more than anything, that they are just so grateful to no longer be living every day constantly thinking about food and their body and not afraid of falling back into the cycles of being on track and off track or losing and regaining the same 20 pounds for the rest of their life. And for me, this is so much more rewarding than weight loss. I feel like I am actually giving these women their lives back. I feel like I am actually doing something that matters, but I'll never pretend like it wasn't a growth journey to get here. So yes, while I am a little embarrassed that weight loss is a part of my story, I'm so proud that I had the courage to change paths when I knew that I had outgrown the one that I was on. And I'm proud that I finally mustered up the courage to press record on this episode because let me tell you guys, it was not easy. And I hope that that gives you the courage to explore the path that you're on as well if something doesn't feel right. 
I know, however, that with change comes fear. So if you are feeling like you're wanting to change your path and let go of dieting, but you're afraid to gain weight or to lose control around food, and you feel like you can't totally trust yourself yet, you know that I've got you covered. You can learn all about how to start rejecting diet culture and heal your relationship with food so that you can live a life of food freedom. You can set that example, be part of the generational change and not wake up at 80 years old wondering why on earth you spent so much time concerned about the number on the scale or the number of calories burned on your watch. And I have bundled all of this information into a pretty little package that I call the Food and Body Freedom Collective, which you can get all the info for by joining the waitlist. So if you are wanting to find out more info about that, um, you can find the link to the waitlist in the show notes, or if you have more questions about it or want to chat with me personally, um, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear if this episode resonated with you. I would love to hear how you're feeling about it, where you're at on your journey. So please shoot me a message, DM me on Instagram at the.foodfreedomist, that's F-O-O-D, freedomist, I-S-T, and we can totally chat more. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you. And as always, I wish you the most amount of freedom. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys got value from the show, I would love for you to rate and share it. And if you have any questions about the conversation today, you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chelsea Glubish. Catch you on the next one.